Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you today and very pleased to be joined now by Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee. Senator, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Boyd. Good to be with you as always. Uh, one of the many things that uh, you do that doesn't always get all the attention uh, it should is your work as the chair of the Joint Economic Committee. Uh, which does some just incredible research, some focus on institutions of civil society and free market economy. Uh, you have been working within that group, the Joint Economic Committee, uh, on an area that is really important to the people here in the state of Utah and across the country, and that's dealing with foster care. Tell us what you've been doing there. Well, we've been trying to figure out how the foster care system is operating and how it affects families, how it affects our society as a whole, and we've discovered that you know there were over 400,000 children in the United States uh, who were in foster care in 2019 and the number of children and youth in foster care is higher today than it has been in nearly a decade fortunately a whole lot of Americans are willing to help care for foster children there are a whole lot more Americans who are looking to adopt than there are children in need of adoptive homes, and the number of children adopted who have special needs has increased substantially over time. Mm. And then there are some additional reasons for optimism in Utah. Utah ranks high on a whole lot of factors related to adoption and foster care. In, in Utah, the median length of stay in the foster care system for children is 13 months. And that's one of the lowest rates in the country. Along with that, 80% of children in Utah's foster care system um, are in need of adoption or or, or, uh, those who are in need of adoption are adopted within two years. And that's at a rate that far outpaces all other states. There are some things that some states, including Utah, could be doing to make the foster care system work better for children. And that's one of the things that we've been looking at. Uh, And how is it, a lot of people have been wondering, you know, how does this, how has this been impacted? How has the foster care system been impacted uh, by the pandemic? Uh, Surely that's created some uh, stressors and tensions in in some homes and uh, created opportunities in others. Yeah, it has. And, uh, you know, I think... I don't know that it will change the overall numbers 
that much, but I think it certainly does increase tensions and it therefore makes it that much more important that we find ways to reform the foster, foster care system wherever we possibly can. Because just as the pandemic heightens everyone's sense of awareness and alertness and anxiety, uh, that's going to take a toll on children. And that's why we've got to undertake reforms wherever we can. So we, we look at areas that are doing things well and areas where states are maybe doing things not as well as they should. We've got some weird requirements in some states. Like, for example, Maryland, it turns out, doesn't allow foster children to sleep in a bunk bed. Uh, Wyoming requires fire extinguishers to be on every floor of a home before a, a child can be in that home. Virginia, to cite another example, requires anyone serving as a foster parent to have a bachelor's degree in child development or to have a high school education plus at least a year of experience caring for children the same age as the children, the parents want to foster. Utah uh, requires foster parents to hold quarterly fire drills with children and then to report back to the state. Now, these safety standards, of course, are important, but some appear to be simply red tape rather than guardrails. And that makes me worry whether we're pushing a lot of uh, good opportunities, a lot of good potential foster parents out of the way through this kind of red tape that might be offensive to some. Yeah, and I think that's so important to differentiate between the guardrails and the and the red tape. Sometimes it, uh, we know that uh, some wonderful foster parents just bail out of the system because it becomes the, the red tape portion of that uh, becomes so laborious and it becomes such a time constraint to them or a stressor uh, and creates uncertainty both for them and for the children they're trying to help. Uh, what else can be done in terms of uh, reducing some of that red tape while keeping the appropriate guardrails, as you said? Well, uh, okay, so we've got to make sure that we don't push uh, adoption providers and foster care providers out of the system because we need more, not fewer. And we've got some places where we've seen several faith-based foster care and adoption providers have been threatened or compelled to stop providing services due to their religiously held beliefs about marriage. And not only does this violate their, uh, their, their First Amendment rights, but it also reduces the number of organizations that are available to help children who are in need of good homes. That's one of the many reasons why I introduced the first uh, the, the First Amendment Defense Act, um, which I introduced in 2018, a, a bill that would prohibit the federal government from discriminating against individuals or organizations based on their religious or moral beliefs about the definition of marriage. Because when we allow things like that to happen, in addition to just violating their their constitutionally protected rights. We're also harming people, and in that circumstance, very often we're harming people who are needed to take care of children. There's no reason to discriminate against them with federal funding. Mm, that's so important. And uh, I want to hit one last uh, thing. If you're just joining us, we have Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee on the line. We're talking about adoption uh, and uh, some of the, the red tape versus the guardrails uh, that is required there, and how can we uh, help uh, both the parents, the foster parents, and also the children in need, and uh, I wanted to ask you, Senator, uh, you focus one uh, area in particular on uh, on infant adoption, 
uh, and some of the challenges there and what uh, what we can do to make that a better process? Children under the age of one year are the largest group of children uh, to enter foster care each year. That's a fairly consistent figure. And, um, you know, it appears that there are, are at least some parents whose babies end up in foster care who are not in a position to parent from the start. And some families might well be better off uh, and their children might be better served if, if the child had been placed for adoption at birth rather than being removed shortly thereafter because of parental abuse or neglect. Infants that are removed due to parental abuse or neglect very often spend critical months in foster care before they can find a permanent replacement. And unfortunately, a lot of expectant mothers uh, with unwanted pregnancies have been have acquired either negative views or in some cases incorrect views about adoption, such as you know believing that they'll lose all rights or that there is no possibility that they could ever have contact with the child, or alternatively that they necessarily would receive contact from the child later in life. So increasing people's understanding about the availability of an adoption and the realities behind adoption and increasing people's understanding that any adoption can be a loving one um, can be good. And so if we can educate people about the fact that there are, in fact, loving homes where people are able to be placed, where children can be placed in a loving environment and where the wishes of the mother uh, can be respected either through what's called an open adoption or or the opposite of that. Uh, the more they know about the fact that they've got options and they can have a say in where their child goes and that they can take steps to make sure that their child would be placed in a loving environment, um, I think that's going to make the whole system function much better and people will be better off as a result. Uh, wonderful. This is such uh, important work, again, dealing with uh, foster care, foster children, and foster parents, uh, making sure they have the resources they need. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, it is really helping some of the nation's most vulnerable. Uh, big thanks to Utah Senator Mike Lee for joining us today. You can read his opinion piece uh, in the Deseret News, Sunday print edition, as well as online at Deseret.com. Uh, Senator, thanks for your work on this. This is important work and uh, real critical to the people of the state and to the country. Thanks so much, boy. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.